Did you say cloud water or clout water? Cloud with a D. Clown it's, water. It's got like, I don't know. It's like literally water, honey, lemon juice, hemp. I don't know. It's good. Oh, hemp. Is this CBD? I don't think so. I think it's just hemp. Oh. I think it's the stuff they use like to build houses in uh, South Africa. It helps you build strong bodies too. It burns. It doesn't. Yeah, it's kind of very. With that clout water. It regenerates very fast. People like it to use uh, to build. Mm. You need to regenerate. I know it's, it's our first one back <laughs> uh, for the new year. Right, how how are you running? Like hanging on by a thread. Got a busted Already? ankle. Got a busted ankle. I think New York's positivity rates like somehow like one hundred thirty two percent. Yeah, I don't know. How about you? Yeah, about the same. Like Denver's on fire. The there's shooting sprees happening at least once a week. It's currently snowing quite a bit. Narc positivity rate is about equal. It's it's really snowing right now and it's very pretty. I don't know if you can see it through the back window here, but um I, as far as I know, have avoided COVID thus far. Although there were scares over the holidays, which just like everybody had. I was pretty sure I had it. But ended up being negative on a PCR, so I guess not. The the evasion game continues. Yeah, I came pretty close too. But I've made it COVID-less. But yeah, it is true that, that the positivity rate is crazy. Everyone's getting it. You can't go anywhere or do anything anymore. And I went to Trader Joe's today. And I thought it was smart, like waiting till the Wednesday of this week to go to the grocery shopping. So I sure be crazy earlier. And everybody was on their like their their most idiotic behavior. Just everybody was being as much of a chode as they could in the parking lot and in the in the store. Just like you know the way they were. Everything was bothering me. The way they were standing. The way they were parking. The way they were browsing. Were they wearing hoodies under blazers? Were they wearing dub monks? Like, are you sure this wasn't a you issue? <laughs> no, I'm sure it's the world and not me. I, I'm I'm beyond reproach always. It's fair. No, it's just it's like if if anyone's ever been in the Silver Lake, I'm sure people have been to Silver Lake Trader Joe's. It can be a nightmare. It's everyone has to be really abiding by the rules in order for it to all work. And inevitably, people are misbehaving, cutting each other off. Um, yeah, it's bad. I'm a Trader Joe's avoider in general. You're a Trader There's Joe's avoider? Trader Joe's avoider. I feel like it is always a stressful time going into any Trader Joe's at any time pre or post pandemic. There's one like three blocks away from me. It's the closest grocery store. I have not set foot in it once. Well, during the pandemic, my Trader Joe's experience was always the best because they would always have the line. They would limit the amount of people that could go in. And it felt like they had the best handle on like COVID protocol in a grocery store. But now, and that was so nice to like browse a store with like seven, you know, whatever, 50% capacity or something. So now everything feels like hectic in comparison. Oh, they limited the, the capacity. Yeah, no other grocery store did that. It was, you know, guys' grocery games basically in every other one. Wait, really? <laughs> you guys had no capacity? In New York, there was a line outside. Like, like we just had like, there was like seven people out in. They replaced the line to check out with a line outside the grocery store. It was actually kind of, it was kind of cool. Like for the most part, unless it was freezing. Or like mm. raining or some shit because it was like you didn't have to wait in line when you were done. You just walked up to the checkout counter because there was like nine other people roaming around the store mm -hmm. in every grocery store. In New York before the pandemic, Trader Joe's was like a fucking tandem job. Like you had to go with two people because one person would stand in line and the other person would do uh. the shopping. And by the time you were done shopping, the line would clear and you could just sort of like walk in there. Uh. Do you ever go to the one on 72nd and Broadway? No, in Manhattan? No, I absolutely not. That's that is the, like the far. worst grocery shopping experience. My brother used to live right next to it, and it's it's a Trader Joe's that is four stories underground. No, and none of the stories like of it are rectangular. It's like all these weird like polygons that you just keep going lower and lower on these escalators. And I think the the checkout is on like the third to lowest one. It. It's like the Stanford Prison Experiment, but as a grocery store. Yeah, that's, there's a Bed Bath & Beyond that's similar. This is no rhyme or reason. It's just, it yeah, was I think that's what turned me off of Trader Joe's in general. <laughs> Created the fires well, of Mordor. 
I mean, the city of New York is a Stanford prison experiment, I would argue. So (laughs) delicate, delicate social contracts everywhere. A lot of weird power structures that you're not quite sure about. Is there, David, you, you might know a little bit more about this. Trader Joe's and Aldi's have like a weird Puma Adidas relationship, right? I'd say that I'm not super familiar with Aldi because they aren't out West and they really weren't East when I was there. I haven't lived in a place with Aldi. Although I did used to shop at Aldi when I did my uh, study abroad in Prague. Uh, that was oh, the one closer to me. I Aldi. heard Aldi, Aldi, bought, Aldi bought Trader Joe's. Really? Yeah. Like that, or like whatever like big company owns Aldi bought Trader Joe's. That's what I, that's the understanding I have. I could be wrong. Because they're like Aldi's in Pasadena now. Huh. And what is the Aldi experience like? That's the one where you can only like, you have to zigzag down all the aisles. You have to put like a quarter in the shopping cart. You have to bag everything yourself. But at least the people working there get to sit down, right? That's the one boon. I've never been, I've never been inside one. I, it was news to me that they've come to, come to LA. I don't know if I was in like some seriously altered state when I went to the Aldi the one time I was, but I do <laughs> not remember any of that, David. It could have totally <laughs> happened, but like I have a tendency to shop stoned. Um, like particularly for groceries it's not great you end up with a lot of stuff you don't end up wanting like a day after and other stuff you went for um <laughs> to the hazard of the the genre but if you were stoned and had an, an, a drastically different shopping experience i think you would remember it i think it would freak you the fuck out <laughs> it might it? it might but also like it might not i don't know you know it might just might just be going with True. the flow just being like this is what we're doing today let's go uh, my clearest memory of an Aldi in Prague was uh, buying a bunch of beer there and like beer comes in cases of like 24 but they're in these really thick bottles they're half liter bottles and the cardboard broke as we were leaving like just getting out onto the sidewalk and all the bottles came out and just exploded everywhere on the sidewalk of 24 beers like half of them broke and this old Czech guy was going by and he just went, oh, toye škoda, which means like, what a pity and did like, like a, a crying thing with his eyes and then just kept walking. <laughs> like, wow, us Americans have a lot more faith in cardboard than the Czechs. And I don't know. This is, this is not a, 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 a grocery store podcast, but I feel like it could be. Welcome back to Heddle's Blowout. It is me, your host, David, along with my two co-hosts. We got Albert and Reed here. How we doing, fellas? Doing all right. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. We're uh, coming back from the holidays here. And as we all know, the importance of the holidays is about getting stuff. We talked about the stuff that we wanted. We hopefully got some of the stuff that we wanted. I got some of the stuff that I wanted because I guess the people in my life occasionally listen to this or I, I just like blather on and on about how much I like capital socks. So people end up giving them to me. So I shut up and they did. I got a couple pairs of capital socks and a bandana and I'm, I'm, I'm very, very pleased with that. Uh, y'all get anything good? Well, I know Reed got a bunch of stuff, right? I mean, I bought some stuff. The gift to yourself counts. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely. I bought a, I bought an Our Legacy sweater off the Essence sale, uh, that I Ooh. thought had disappeared for like, it showed up at like two stores last year, and I guess I think they had some issues with their knitwear last year, last fall, but like it showed up at a couple more this one, and it made sale at Essence. So, grabbed that one. Went to Nepenthes, grabbed a Satu West Eight shirt. Got some good stuff. That's awesome. What's the sweater like? Can you just describe it? It's like a pinkish galaxy knit. I don't know. It's got like a lot of different colors in it, but it's like mostly pink. Mm. It's a. Uh, it's like there's they got like one called like the sonar pullover or some shit like that. It's got like kind of like a chunky neck. I've got a couple of them at this point, but I I like it. It's a great it's a great fitting sweater for those out there looking for like a a baggy sweater. I recommend uh, our legacy knits. You seem to be our sweater prince here, Reed, but we, we rarely see you uh, wearing a sweater. I mean, 
you, you catch me indoors most of the time yeah, when like, we're doing this. Like, I'm indoors and I'm wearing a sweater, but I, I keep my apartment at 66 degrees. I, I guess in New York, you don't have control over your temperature. Yeah. First off, literally no control over my, like the hottest or what is it? Like the hottest summer is a winter spent in a New York apartment or whatever. Um, it's just radiator heat blasting if it's below 65, 66 or whatever. And but it, that's at the temperature reader, which it always is. So it never shuts off. Um, but also I run hot inside. I don't have, like wear long sleeves all that often. We also see you in, in, in like, uh, in darkness. We never see you with, with, uh, in light. So I have a lighting, I've learned, I have a lighting problem <laughs> from like basically anyone I get on a video chat with. I've, in my, <laughs> my room feels very well lit to me right now. I'm looking around, I'm like, I can see everything. And then I look at the window and it looks like I'm like broadcasting out of like that place in the matrix where Trinity is hacking in the beginning. Like it's just very dark and dingy, but no, I mean, I think. It's uh, it's not that dark in here, I swear. But also, no sweaters inside for me, uh, like in my own home. I don't know. I don't do often. Like long sleeve t shirts, I think are like the closest thing I get to a sweater inside. Albert, what, what's what's on the block for you? What uh, what did you haul home? A lot of stuff came in. Um, so the the only the 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 only gift I think of note, uh, clothing wise was I got this little sig- gold signet ring for my parents for my pinky has my initial on it, it says a um, oh I'm, I'm a big fan of i've wanted a pinky ring for a long time very I nice feel, yeah i feel uh, pretty fancy um mm-hmm. this brand son of a tailor sent me this wool sweater that i really like like this chunky wool sweater it's like a really soft wool it must be a blend it's like a really chunky black sweater it's kind of like a mock neck it fits great um black uh my new friend who has a store called Chevalon Clothing sent me a ton of uh vintage camo and this is a Swiss alpine camo with just some like crazy like fall colors that mm-hmm. I really like it's like a cargo pant and the other standout was uh this Czech uh salamander camo which I also thought was really cool salamander camo i haven't heard of that that pattern before yeah i've been sort of camo averse you know for a long time but mm-hmm. i think those patterns that have a ton of cool colors um you know those are a little less i'm a little more interested in those um and what and i also with my never-ending stitch fix credit i ordered myself some more Reeboks and some more new balances which uh, should segue nicely into our next conversation. Mm. Are you just like in a situation where you're wearing each of those pairs once and throwing them away like like Dame Dash (laughs) with his socks or some shit in 2004? (laughs) Like, what's going on with those? I feel like you have a lot of uh, Reeboks and New Balances. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of... I... I I some of them I don't I'm not even wearing I just have them on ice like in all these boxes in my closet um but I don't really know what to do with all of these shoes I have now but uh I know that like my my credit will expire with after since I finished my contract with them at some point so I gotta really take them for all they have while I still can should do like a full lineup of all the same shoes but just like with what they're for, like these your workouts. You should get a full size run and put them <laughs> like on a shelf, like you know, one of those families that has like all the flip flops and like stickers on the back of their car of like this is all of our family. It's like this is my family of nine nineties. <laughs> get you well, an above, get I, you an above ground pool, and you can just Scrooge McDuck into a into a pit <laughs> of fucking New Balance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just, it's funny, like, when they get stuff in, if they, ha- I would have just bought more 990s for perpetuity, but they took them off the site, probably because I was clearly abusing uh, the store credit. They're going to show up um, the second your credit expires, like, like literally oh, the yeah. moment you make your last purchase, you're going to see those 990s kick right back on. I kind of want some 990 V2s. Um, I saw someone wearing them at the flea market. V2s are good. V3s, yeah. I feel like, are the standard. Dude, the fucking V5s are great. Like, people keep talking shit on them because they don't, like, they did, like, they did kind of some weird shit as far as 
like the paneling is concerned, but those are so comfortable. Like they're the crazy. They're so fucking comfortable. I don't, I do not understand the V5 slander. Like fine. They're not as dope as the threes, but like we're talking about a shoe that's like aggressively normal. Like I don't, I've been like very confused by people being like threes and fours are the truth. It's like, these are more comfortable though. Like the fives are like, they're better at what they're for, I guess. Like not to be like old man yells at sky, but it's just like, I don't fucking know. They improved the cushioning unit. Like it is very comfortable shoe. Yeah. And also like, yeah, they looks, they also look great when they're just absolutely trashed, you know, like the more, the more you fuck them up, the better they look, I think. So, um, yeah, I got a pair of the easy ones a couple of years ago. They're great. Oh, sick. Isn't that a shoe that's designed to look good? They were all like, okay, how can this cradle your 55-year-old foot and prevent you from getting like plantar fasciitis as you walk around the mall? <laughs> and like, I was like, that's what the shoe was made for. And, you know, we all just like flock to it because, like, yes, that's the vibe. Well, it's like, I respect that there's like variance in design. I'm not being like, there's nothing that could look better or worse. It's like, for sure, they're probably like 15%, 20% better looking. But like, people just being like, the V5s are trash. I'm like, that's a comfortable shoe. And it looks like, 80 85 percent the same as like the threes that you can't find anywhere but stock x for an absurd amount right now although i guess nepenthes if you're a size 12 call them because they have a pair of v4s just sitting there in the gray hot tip they've been there for months maybe uh, well as we're doing this i'll just buy some v2s on stock x <laughs> to keep things interesting we live in a fast-paced world Sometimes, you just need to slow down and stop. Heddles Plus, the noon membership program of exclusive content, giveaways, discounts, and a community chat forum. Try a month free with the code EXTRABLOWOUT. I mean, we all got nice things, it sounds like, over the holidays, but if you are New Balance the company, all you got this Christmas was a federal lawsuit, which, uh... Reed, I believe you were the one who brought this to our attention. I think they were getting a little judicious with their Made in the USA claims based on what the Made in the USA definition actually entails, is the best way to mm-hmm. describe that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the headline here. New Balance sued for misrepresenting shoes as, quote, Made in USA. Oh, we've got uh, the fashion law here. New Balance has been named in a new lawsuit over its, quote, Made in USA marketing. In a proposed class action complaint filed on Monday, in a federal court in Massachusetts, plaintiffs with just the greatest names here. Matthew Christostomo, Anthony Bellini, Spencer Varilla, or Varilla, I don't know if he's uh, Hispanic or not. Derek Evans, Clifton Bradley, and Robert Kaminsky allege that Boston, Massachusetts-based New Balance is misleading consumers in representing that its footwear is USA-made when its sneakers do not meet the federal standard and continuing to knowingly make these risk representations because consumers are willing to pay more for products that they believe are actually made in the United States. Now, the problem, according to the plaintiffs, despite prominently representing that its sneakers are, quote, made in USA, New Balance's sneakers do not actually fit the bill since as much as 30% of any individual sneaker is allegedly made up of imported parts or produced using foreign labor. Uh, given that a portion of the manufacturing of its sneakers occurred occurs outside the U.S., the plaintiffs argue that New Balance's sneakers fall short of the legally established definition of Made in USA, which mandates that products marketed as Made in America or Made in the USA must be made all or virtually all in the United States. Um, we've got uh, a rep from New Balance told the fashion law in response to the suit that the company takes pride in our long-standing commitment to domestic manufacturing It is a valued part of our heritage and culture, noting that its four New England-based factories currently employ approximately 1,000 Americans who work to produce our athletic footwear. Additionally, the rep states that New Balance seeks to be transparent in all consumer communications, prominently disclosing that where domestic value is at least 70%, the brand's footwear is labeled made in the USA. I like the rep's, like, incredibly uh, political answer, where it's like, like, is this like pie did you make this apple pie and it's like i very much take pride in uh the baking traditions <laughs> and uh the long-standing uh life of grocery stores in america and my kitchen has a lot of appliances that could be used to make apple pies it's like they absolutely did not cover whether or not this lawsuit uh 
has any bearing. They're just like, yo, no, we love domestic production and uh, we employ a lot of people here. And I can't believe it's not butter. I'm just curious because I think that, I mean, it's, I guess this must obviously, you know, surround the pairs that are made in USA, the 990s, et cetera. But I do feel like there is, you know, I, 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 wa- I wonder like if it's also, if there are some avenues through which New Balance is suggesting they're like definitely not made in USA, things are made in USA. Like if proximity on the site between 990s and like 574s or something is such that the consumer might get confused or if it's like literally just the shoes that say made in USA smack on them. I, I don't know. Uh, the, the lawsuit seems to allege that it's just the ones that say made in USA and like have an American flag on them and say made mm-hmm. in USA on the box. I do think though, Albert, that raises like an interesting point though, because I do think that they're a lot of their like sort of, if not marketing, then their brand image and like carefully crafted one is such that it's like made in the US and made in Great Britain, like those two verticals, even though it represents like a pretty small quantity of actually what they're making is a big part of their, and, and I don't know, it's like one of those things where like consumers should be like for sure able to check the labels, but it is like past this lawsuit. It is an interesting thing. Like, I guess looking, considering that they're made in the USA shoes might not be all the way there. Like it is, it does feel like I think a little dirtier to, like you said, place like a pair of five, seven, fours next to a pair made in USA things and have folks just think they're getting a deal on the same product. And like, mm. y- yeah, like, you know, and like the five fifties went crazy the last few years and those are so expensive and de- and not made in the USA at all. So it's like, I wonder if like a consumer knowing this about new balance and then through all these like collabs and different avenues sees these hyped expensive sneakers and it's like, oh, well, they do USA made. These nice sneakers must therefore be also made in USA. I, I wonder if it's just muddy that way too. Oh, it's absolutely the intention of that, of just yeah. having this like, you know, crown jewel of the highest line that they make and have that uh-huh. like clout sort of diffuse throughout everything else that they do. Mm-hmm. But... uh yeah, it seems like the 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 plaintiffs here have standing though is uh, the like definition of what made in USA can be from the Federal Trade Commission um, is that final assembly or processing of the product occurs in the U.S. All significant processing that goes into the product occurs in the U.S. and all or virtually all ingredients or components of the product are made and sourced in the U.S. And this also comes in the wake of the FTC stiffening their language on what made in USA means and what those violations entail um, this July and and July of 2021 that uh, from the FTC press release here, they said the Federal Trade Commission finalized a new rule that will crack down on marketers who make false unqualified claims that their products are made in the USA. Under the rules, marketers making unqualified made in USA claims on labels should be able to prove that their products are all or virtually all made in the United States. It will enable the commission for the first time to seek civil penalties of up to $43,280 per violation of the rule. So I don't know if that's like per pair of shoes or per like ad that they buy to, to say that they are, but all or virtually all in 70% seem like they don't co-align there necessarily when someone said like, Oh, this is like virtually all beef that you're getting in this burger. And like, how much is that? And they said 70%. I'd wonder what that other 30% was. Horse. <laughs> Water. Like in Taco Bell's case. Mm-hmm. Sawdust. <laughs> in Taco Bell's case. So I've actually been to one of these uh, New Balance Made in USA factories a couple times that uh, when we were doing more with PF Flyers, it was like PF Flyers is, was owned by New Balance before they decided to discontinue it. Um, the one in Boston is where they made the Made in USA PF flyers. Um, and they were vulcanizing soles onto these pre-sewn uppers. And the the reps there that were guiding was like, oh, it's cool that it's made in USA. And they repeated that same line robotically of like, the domestic value was 70%, so we're calling it Made in USA. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And the uppers were all pre-sewn. So it was just like, okay, you have this upper and like that has no like bottom of it. And then the sole part comes in. And the injection mold goes in and like all the hot rubber goes in and it gets vulcanized. Um, I, and I was like, okay, I guess these are being sewn somewhere else. And 
I don't know, like, how do you define what 70% of a sneaker is? Is it by volume? Is it by weight? Is it by, like, process or um, steps in the manufacturing thing? Like, it seems very, very uh, murky to put a numerical value on a production process like that. Yeah, I've always seen that on their products and not really understood what that means. It's like it holds 70% of its value. Yeah, that stuff. I was like, I was like, what are you? What? Yeah, when I was at this factory, they were making a lot of the uh, less sexy shoes, the like old person walking shoes that were even more hideous than the 990 V5s, as we discussed earlier. Um, but yeah, they had one in Maine. There were a couple uh, in Massachusetts, and I think there was one other one in New Jersey. Those are the four ones that they still operate. But yeah, the output of those four factories combined, plus with the UK one, is just, I would guess, five percent or less of new balances total output i was very interested in who these plaintiffs are because filing a federal lawsuit like this is extremely expensive and i looked up who their lawyer was james j reardon um who seems to be a legitimate like serious person that has argued before a bunch of different district courts in the supreme court and i tried to creep on the names listed in the lawsuit on linkedin as much as i could and on facebook and twitter but i did not come up with much so I'm wondering if these people are just like cutouts for uh, Nike or Fila or um, some other uh, sneaker company that just like, yeah, fuck New Balance. We're going to stick it to them. Uh, the closest thing I could find is that Spencer Varia is a restaurant and healthcare pro- IT professional in Pittsburgh. Uh, Derek Evans was a West Virginia state legislator that participated in the Capitol riot. And Robert Kaminsky is a former MLB pitcher that was just released by the Cardinals. So I don't know if these people are the ones that are involved in this lawsuit, but either way, I would love to watch a sitcom of them all being in the same room together and them trying to file a federal lawsuit against New Balance. Like, I'm just wondering who's bankrolling this and what their ultimate goal is, because like, they appear to have a case based on the new definition from the FTC. And if the FTC imposes that $43,000 penalty per pair of shoes, uh, I I doubt they would because they don't want to put New Balance out of business, but it could put New Balance out of business if it goes the wrong way for them. Just another Peter Peter Thiel job. First first goes at Gawker and then comes for New Balance. Yeah, this is the the Hulk Hogan equivalent is a a pair of 990s. That is like a big... um big insurrection politician energy to try and bankrupt one of the few American, you know, manufacturing shoe brands. Um, right on. They were involved in another really big lawsuit uh, when we were dealing with them with PF Flyers. It was like a Vietnam-level proxy war between Nike and New Balance where Converse sued PF Flyers. It's like Nike owns Converse, uh, New Balance owned PF Flyers. Uh, over the right to make a shoe that looks like a Converse All-Star of like any canvas high top that has a like circular patch and a toe cap and a like stripe up the back is something that was like legally owned by Converse and no other shoe company could make it. And they were in court for like three or four years with that. And uh, the the person that I talked to at PF Flyers, the, the company dropped like tens of millions, if not like a hundred million dollars on legal fees just to make that go away um maybe this is the same kind of stuff but yeah it seems like new balance is having a hard time escaping from controversy so the kind of conspiracy theories i'm into these days are like like i want reebok to have engineered this and been like yo i feel like the club c is taking like a like we're we're doing well like i think the workout plus is going to have a moment if we can just sort of get people off that like new balance 550 shit i think we'll be okay let's let's find a way to get in and then some like enterprising attorney named reardon is like guys listen it's unconventional but i I have i have a plan Mm -hmm. like that's what i want to believe you know like that's what i want to believe i want to believe like puma and reebok were just like I think it's time. Like we got this. We're not. We're we're like a clear four or five now. And then they were mm-hmm. like, Under Armour, do you want in? And they were like, mm, Maybe we don't invite Under Armour in, um, because they're going to be spotted in the Michigan Capitol, like carrying Gretchen Whitmer out over their shoulder or some shit, in the next three months. 
Uh, but you want to go even further into the controversy. It was the thing that I saw a couple weeks ago that in released Ghislaine Maxwell uh, evidence in the trial that there was a photo that showed like some New Balance 990s like off in the corner in her closet. I mean, that is the fight. Like, I have no idea where we can weave this one in. I feel like it's doable, but like her and Epstein rocking New Balance is the least surprising shit. I like, I feel like that you got issued a pair when you walked onto a plane, like one of their weird ass planes. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, here are your New Balances. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And it is a pair of the Made in USA that you can see here. In the photo, there's like a box that's open that has like uh, some box dildos in it. And then right off to the side are some gray, like, uh, Made in USA New Balances. Wait, this is real? Oh, yeah. yeah. I thought we were just... Okay. No, this is actually real. <laughs> okay. I would like to say, though, just uh, for the record here, that I also contributed to New Balance's legal woes. Because when we did our uh, uh, PF Flyers collab with the Mercury Shoes, I made a dumb... Uh, nasa rip logo with my friend who's a graphic designer and then they wouldn't put it in the box until nasa approved it um like ours says north american shoe appreciators and it has like a picture of like a red lace and like a little shoe print on it Mm -hmm. but uh they wouldn't put it in the box unless nasa gave the okay and i bothered nasa for like a month and then finally said like you can't do this we're gonna cease and desist you if you keep bothering us (laughs) and yeah, so I didn't get it in the box, and I was disappointed. Now I have a bunch of these stickers. But yeah, so we'll keep an eye on New Balance, uh, <laughs> and maybe if uh, James J. Reardon and his uh, three Italian American cutouts uh, as plaintiffs and the other three guys uh, will take down a, this Boston-based shoe brand. But uh, first, we'll take a quick break. Attention, Blowout listeners. Stop by the Heddle Shop for a wide assortment of sweaters, knits, and Teamster tees available in the newest colors and styles. Our denim tops and jeans for men's and boys are made in USA and are available in a rainbow of colors at a low Heddle's price. Visit shop.heddles.com and use the code BLOWOUT for a special listener discount. Yeah, what if Reed doesn't actually have all the clothes he says he has? He just, it's like an elaborate ruse. Like, here's this TSS sweater, and you just see, like, six pixels of brown. <laughs> yeah, I, I just took it off. I was wearing it earlier. <laughs> it got too hot. I'm, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I feel like we're getting there. The closer it's I just get. The same, it's the same towel. Uh, the closer uh, I get, the, okay. the better you guys can see it. Uh-huh. I see something there. That looks like a used tire. <laughs> Like a tire tread. It's got, it's got buttons. I like it. It's out too. Um, that's the shirt? Yeah, it's out, that's the Satu USA shirt. Oh, nice. It's like their smoking shirt, I think is what they call it. I like how South 2 West 8, it's like when you read it, it, it doesn't look uh, exotic at all, but when you say it out loud, it sounds like it's something in a foreign language. Like, oh, that's South 2 West 8. It's like, oh. I actually hadn't thought about it like that. You are right. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back. It is product talk time again. Is it too costumey edition? That is the question this week. That uh, these are all, I, I think, products that sort of ride the line of whether they can be worn casually or not without inviting questions or stares. Uh, so I would like to invite us all to judge whether this is too costumey or not. So first up, we've got the uh, Free Note Cloth Western Rambler shirt here at Man Ready Mercantile, which is a cream Western snap shirt with the smiley pockets and the triangle bar tacks and the piping. And seems a little advanced. It's a very niche thing. I think the smiley pocket shirt, smiley pocket Western, and after 10 years of being involved as a fashion professional, I still do not feel advanced enough to, to pull it off. But I want to. Is it too costumey? Would you wear a smiley Western shirt? Albert could absolutely, like, I don't, I don't know why he's debating whether he could ab- you could absolutely fit that in with the bootcut jeans and some can't like that would, that would fly for sure. I'd end up fucking it up for sure. Like, like I would completely 
destroy whatever context you would have around a Western shirt, but I'd give it a try. I don't know, I feel like this one coming from Austin, Texas makes it a little less costumey. Or like Houston or wherever Man Ready is based yeah, out I think of. They're in Houston. But they've got a, a couple locations. I I I don't yeah, I think I think it's it's a it's a it's a purchase that you could wear for like a very specific kind of going out or like an if you're really trying to put like a look together, um, you could go out wearing something like that. But it's not I, I feel like it would be one of those things that would just sit in my closet and not get a ton of love because it wouldn't it would work for a few kinds of things, but it wouldn't be something I would ever want to wear to like the grocery store, which mm. is most of where we are allowed to go in the modern era. It's a solid distinction. I don't like the piping at the wrists either. Mm, I think it kind of works. But yeah, it is a, a, an, an item that you would really have to carefully structure the rest of what you were wearing in order to work mm-hmm. around it. And I feel mm-hmm. like you could offset it a bit if you were wearing a cardigan or some other jacket, but just like wearing it as a top layer alone um, might be staring a little bit too much at the sun. I think people would also ask you where your hat was if you didn't have a hat. Mm-hmm. And if you did have a hat on, well, people would make fun of that. I mean, that's the hard part about wear, dressing like a cowboy because it's like, where does it stop? You know, <laughs> you, you could stop. wear this with. <laughs> but right, that's the problem because if you're if you are going with your bootcut jeans and your cowboy boots and your western belt, yeah, it's like where the fuck is your hat? But where are your spurs? Where are your chaps? Where's your lasso? Exactly. <laughs> Where's in- your holster? You're inviting a lot of criticism. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. No one's talking about. i live on this slippery slope it's it's hard here yeah i think it's a bit too much for me personally and maybe sometime in the future if i do happen to acquire a western suit uh Mm, i think i'm gonna pick up one of these like a half second later but i'm not there yet that's smart next up similarly in texas from Stag, they've got a uh, Pendleton wool zip-up sweater, is what they call it. But it is it is the Big Lebowski sweater, that mm. full zip shawl collar cardigan with geometric patterns knit into it. If it wasn't the dude's sweater, I would give this a pass. But I feel like you're really towing the line with like drive scorpion jacket territory, because it's a very iconic piece. And even mm. if people don't recognize it immediately, they're going to be like, I know that from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And unless you have real like dude energy, it's going to be very hard to pull that off. It's kind of fucked up that they don't say that anywhere in the product description. <laughs> yeah, you, you just have to know, like for this level and above, you must be this stone to to ride the sweater. Well, it's funny because I, okay, I maybe I maybe uh, crucifying myself here, but I, I've never seen the movie, but I I know what it's from, I recognize it, and I was driving looking for a parking spot in K-Town the other day, which is a terrible thing to be doing. But as I was driving, I saw a guy wearing this exact, probably not this, but some version of this exact thing. And it's just like, that's kind of a weird move to, it's like, do you, then your question is like, do you know what you're wearing or yeah. And it's hard to pull it off. Hmm. Yeah. The gravity of the association with that sweater is so strong. I feel like to mm-hmm. reach escape velocity from it, I don't know what you would have to do. I think like it has to be a gift. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like I think if it's a gift or if it's not a gift, just say it is. And I think you can like, if anyone asks about it and then I think it's like a server, it's a, cause it's a good cardigan. I've always liked the cardigan in the movie. Oh, it is. There's nothing wrong with the cardigan. Yeah, no, it is just, it's just like very weird. It's like, it's like a, I love that Prada shirt that Leonardo DiCaprio wears in uh, Romeo Pistuliet, but like it is fucking identifiable. Like, I it's like, are you dressing up as Romeo? Like, I don't like you know. Like, I don't know. Or with it feels like if you're talking costumey, it's literally the costume department sweater. Mm-hmm. But that one actually is the Pendleton like wool zip sweater. Like, it's that sweater just in a different size. So I would say too costumey on this one. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's a costume. You're too identifiable, at least. Like, I don't know if costume, yeah. it's just like, it's too iconic. I feel like it's like when Rolling Blazers started doing all those, like, Princess Die sweaters mm. again. And it's like, 
I feel like they kind of like broke through the matrix a little bit. All the housewives I've seen like in a bunch of those shits and Pete Davidson wearing them. But like at first it was just like the I'm a luxury sweater. It's like, that's just, that's a princess Diana cosplay move. I think, yeah, there's differentiation between something that is because co- I think when we say costume, we don't often assume the costume of an incredibly recognizable character. We're just like, oh, it makes you look like a generic, like any old cowboy. But yeah, to look like you're, you're a certain person from a movie is different. Yeah, like you're dressing up for Halloween, not like you went a little overboard on a trend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much. Too costuming. Verdict. Too costuming. All right. And find a gavel slam sound. Yeah, I need to get that in the soundboard. Dot <laughs> MP3. Uh, right, finally, we got the post overalls Craftmaster 3 ECAT Indigo pullover shirt, which. Not a costume, but it looks very elfish. Uh, uh. <laughs> the, I mean, my, my immediate response to this is it looks like a Legend of Zelda tunic that gives you the power of dyslexia. <laughs> was my take on it. But um, now it's like a generously cut military slash like civilian conservation corps style popover. With patch mm-hmm. pockets like near the hip, thick placket, and this super zany indigo e-cat pattern that looks like a magic eye. It doesn't fit as much like Art Mom's smock life as it looks. Like we used to carry this, the, the version of this one. I remember like every season we'd get too many fabrics and it would always go to sale. So I guess congrats if you got up, if you're out there and you got one. Um, you definitely didn't pay full price if you got it through Union Made. But yeah, I don't know. It does look like. It looks like you like Sunday service would issue that like Kanye Sunday service in Wyoming would be handing those out on like a kind of chilly day in the summer, but like in just a natural, maybe not like that ECAT. Yeah. Well, that, that ECAT fabric makes it look like those old, like a, like an 1800s LVC denim, you know, like when denim was just kind of that lighter, funkier color and people didn't know how to die for shit. People didn't know how to die for shit. And, uh, and, um, yeah. It's just, it's too, it, to me, it, it makes me think too much of like the repro guys who are doing coal miner mm-hmm. kind of cosplay. And I know it's not, it's not, that's not what it's referencing, but that's the, the, the aura of it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with the gain turned up all the way. Mm-hmm. And it's got a pocket on the back. Do you see that? Oh, no, I, didn't I, didn't see that. See the I don't like the that back. they flipped the grain though. On, on the pockets. pockets like it's just it's oh yeah there is a pocket on the back completely unnecessary i mean i guess i'm sure there's like they're like what are you gonna keep in that pocket they're like this is for your compass and your level it's like i don't know it's a 400 <laughs> popover calm down with your compass and level talk no <laughs> popovers are hard for me i i i it's it's not it's not often i see one that i really fuck with popovers are funny to me too because I feel like when I first like started selling like hashtag menswear shit on the floor, that was like, that was like a, I mean, it is literally like a woven version of a Henley, right? But it was like the first like easiest level up mood. It's like, oh yeah, I know a little bit more. My placket doesn't go all the way down. But then there's like, then you don't fucking touch one until like, maybe you get a lot older. I like, or like you've like gone through like 45 different cycles and you're like, I want this bigger and I need it to be like doing like a couple more different things. But like, I definitely have a couple popovers now that I, that I like still wear. There's like one from Sasquatch fabrics that I fucking love and I'll never sell. But, um, yeah, it is this, like, I feel like it's like one of those first things that you realize you're like, Oh, I don't have to wear a shirt that buttons all the way down or a polo shirt. If I just want a couple at the top, like it's like, it's like a realization, but then you're like, after that, you're like, oh, why am I wearing this? It's way less. It's also like weirdly constricting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it would be cool, like especially from like Sasquatch Fabrics or someone doing kind of like a more outerwear weight popover or, but like a shirting like weight popover is always, yeah, like, yeah, I guess in that case, it's just an anorak. But then, mm. yeah, like a shirting weight popover is weird to me. There's like a ra- classic Rain Spooner popover that's kind of cool. But. Yeah, I mean, Orla Bar does like the towel one. That's like their like polo shirt, but it's a long sleeve. That's pretty cool. Like they call it their Terry, but it's like that shit's made of towel. Um, the Sasquatch one, what they did was they just cut it. 
they cut a button, like a full placket button down in half and then just move the bottom placket over to the side. So like, it, but that button's up the side and then the other one, like the first, so like the bottom three buttons button up the side, top three buttons button up the front. Mm. So it's got like a weird tunic-y thing going on. It also just feels wrong to me to put a woven shirt on over my head. I, I don't. Maybe I'm alone here, but it just it has no give and no stretch. It, just, it is that oddly constricting, even though it's less constrictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Reed, is like I, I, the the shape of it is also more difficult to manage because you're just gonna. There's nothing you can do with the hem. It just like blouses out, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't go like super slim with a popover. But also, like you were saying, it's just like, it's not like it is actually constricting, but there's no give where you're used to having give or room. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. the issue where it's just like, you feel like there should be like the entertainer playing behind you, just like, fucking, it's like trying to put one of those things on. But uh, yeah, maybe I'm just telling on myself the way Albert did earlier. <laughs> well, it's kind of the inverse of the way I want a shirt to, because I feel like I want the top of my shirt to be the most open like part like the, if you want to like button down or have the room there and then yeah it's like it feels like it's always too tight in the shoulders and then so broad it's like a like the night shirt that david will hopefully get soon from le laboureur soon soon <sighs> just the, sh- the chemise artiste are you just yeah. like trying to complete the full transformation into like ebenezer scrooge and the ghost of like <laughs> like the, the, the ghost between christmas past and present like i feel like you just like uh-huh. rocking this night shirt with the union suit I know you. Oh, have, we didn't talk about our union suits. I know you have a candle tray. I know you do. Don't you fucking lie to me. I'm not trying. I'm doing. You're just this like is my 2022 <laughs> goals. Like this, you're just going to be like walking around your house, just just holding that shit out front, wearing wearing your sleep shirt. I'm ghost baiting. I'm ready to be haunted. I've got <laughs> I've got a long ass TSS striped shirt. I think would work fine. I should send it to you. That'll be complete the look. So did the good people at home, David sent us both, uh, or sent us all, union suits. Did you not get your union suit, Reed? My union suit has not arrived. Oh. I might have sent it to your old apartment. (laughs) Oh, I can go check the mailroom at the old apartment. They have not asked for my keys because it's New York. Um, Fair enough. (laughs) But yeah, I, I sent you all union suits. That's incredible. Welcome to the club. Just watch me go from instantly hating on union suits for a solid year and a half on this thing to loving union suits because I have one. That's the mm-hmm. easiest way to get me to convert is just to give me the thing that that I said I didn't like. It's like, oh, I hate that shit. Give me a pair. Well, I guess it is meant to be a, an item of underwear not really seen on its own. But I got to say, that shit makes my body look weird. <laughs> makes me look like, like the Grinch. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> gives me like a seuss body it's crazy (laughs) just like the way it it, the way it like yeah it just makes me like look really narrow and long and like and just looks like someone stuck a pair of toothpicks in the bottom of a pear or some shit (laughs) yeah it's so weird and uh yeah i mean even you could be like totally at peace with the way your body looks but you put on a a union suit (laughs) you have a body image crisis right there on the spot and it wasn't the traditional it wasn't the traditional butt flap that I'm used to seeing in cartoons, which has like two buttons, I think, <laughs> on the top. It's like the triangle. Like a, it's like a door. Yeah, yeah. it's a triangle. <laughs> do you shit with this thing? I, I have to ask. Like, do you? Because it's I like I tried once. It didn't work. Yeah, man. I feel like that's like <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> like the, <laughs> I wasn't. I was too afraid to try. I, I, I tried. Luckily, I realized it wasn't going to work before things uh, became catastrophic, but... Uh, I was going to say, like, what yeah. kind of risk assessment were you going through in that moment? Just being, like, height from water. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I eat? Just It wasn't going to clear. <laughs> well, it's also weird, because, like, you're sitting on the toilet seat, and there's, like, fabric touching the toilet seat, and it's like, this isn't going to work. It's not going to work. Everything about it is foul. They don't need to put... Why don't... You should start making branded union suits without the unnecessary trap door they'd Whoa. be less they'd be less to produce <laughs> mm-hmm. they'd fucking make sense like maybe just I don't know maybe figure out a way where you could just like lift that thing maybe you put the buttons on the legs then you can just unbutton <laughs> the legs and fold that thing up over your like over your nipples 
make a stripper union suit that you can rip off? I don't know, man. Some Dave- some tearaways are never unappreciated by wearer. David, we really got to talk to our accountant about setting aside funds to make our own line of union suits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Soon, soon. We talk to the planner about that. See what our, our open to to buy is for uh, modified union suits. Union suits built for you. But there is the benefit of the union suit, Albert. Is like if you can wear it with pants, you can be like extra yeah. slutty with it, and you can button it like all the way down to the waist. I'll try that, oh, dude, That's once we get off pod. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> at some point, in like, if you do that, like in the evening, at some point, you might have to say the words, can you unhook me? Which I feel like just like, is just like maybe Territory Albert's not ready to dive into yet. Like the the what the the a tank or whatever we're calling it that tucks in clean. <laughs> I will, I will, I will try, I will try that, uh, right, once, once we get off pod. Okay. Post, post a pic of the Discord. I'm sorry for any, uh, dysmorphic trauma it might cause you. <laughs> it was not my intention in sending you this, but, uh. It's fine. You know, it's just, it'll just make you feel like the cat in the hat, and then you'll move on. It does have you a little bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. hmm <laughs> Just here to live out all your Susian fantasies. Oh, don't get me started. On your Susie and fantasies? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, we should get, not lie. Maybe we should get you started. Uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the paywall episode. That's fair. Uh all right, I think that's a podcast. Um thank you very much for joining us today. Uh if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to talk about, uh read what is our email address. Blowout at heddles.com. Thank you. And if you want to send us a voicemail that we may or may not play on the air, you can call us at 720-675-7098. And uh, Albert, we got some exciting stuff coming into the Heddle shop. Uh, we've got some restocks coming through on uh, a certain pair of uh, ire-inducing jeans. Yes. We have the bootleg, uh, excuse me. Yes, no, I, I was going to mix it up. The bootleg boot cut coming into the shop again. Uh, we have a much larger run this time. Um, and we got odd sizes for all of you guys who missed out the first round. And longer inseams too on the bigger sizes if that was a problem for you. Um, so those are all sewn. They should be hitting the shop soon. We also, before the holidays, got a full restock of all of our core Stanray styles. We have a few new ones coming, and we're just working hard, cooking up a lot of new stuff for the new year, crunching the numbers, and uh, hopefully getting you guys uh, restocks of the stuff you like and uh, some cool limited stuff that you haven't, you haven't even conceived of yet. Mm-hmm. Going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. But uh, as per usual, all you loyal Blowout listeners get 10% off with the code BLOWOUT at shop.heddles.com. I also encourage you to join Heddles Plus if you want to listen to more and uh, hear my Zeusian fantasies. Uh, you can find that at heddles.plus in your browser. Free first month with the code extra blowout. And uh, thank you very much for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>